Our thanks to our patrons for helping meet expenses. You can help out this volunteer effort by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. DJ Grey Ghost, Papa Gator, and the Rock Jock were among the many different DJs that made North Omaha's KOWH one of the greatest radio stations in the city of Omaha's history. But it didn't come easy. KOWH was the first African-American-owned and operated radio station in Omaha for African-Americans to listen to. And some of the pain was understood from the very get-go, and some of the pain didn't come known until a long time later. Why, it was one of the owners, Bob Gibson, the, the athletic great from Omaha, from North Omaha, who wrote that, I don't think I understood the full meaning of the word bigotry until I tried selling advertising time for KOWH. His evidence was personal. And he said that almost none of the established businesses would buy for us, and they searched for hard for reasons not to. So you get a sense from the outset of how hard it was to run KOWH in the predominantly white city of Omaha, Nebraska, for more than a decade. But in the aftermath of the 1960s riots, North Omaha needed something different. And it went all the way back to 1922. In 1922, WAAW was the first radio station in Nebraska. In 1939, the Omaha World Herald bought WAW. W-A-W, and they took new call letters, K-O-W-H, that's right, Omaha World Herald, K-O-W-H, playing mostly country in 1949, Omaha's famous Stores family bought the station. Robert Stores owned it, and his son Todd Stores was the general manager. Man, this guy did all kinds of things to promote his station, but in 1964, long after Robert and then Todd Stores died, the station was sold to the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And it became Nebraska's first college radio station. Free Radio Omaha. What? But just six years later, all of that changed. Because Omaha finally got soul music for soul power. A group of, quote, soul brothers got together and bought the radio station. And in announcing the sale of the station from the Star Broadcasting Group, uh, a new company was formed called Reconciliation Inc. In order to by KOWH. It was one of the few black-owned radio companies in all of the United States, and its owners were illustrious. Dr. Rodney Webb, Omaha, North Omaha's hero for many decades, put together the plan and the team to buy the radio station. In 1970, Jet Magazine reported that the station had 21 black investors, a lot of them with local roots, including Bob Gibson, uh, NFL star Gail Sayers, NBA star Bob Boozer, and then there were other people, Charlene Gibson, who was Bob's wife, attorney Wilbur Williams, and even Charles Washington, the notorious North Omaha journalist. All of them were involved in putting together the plan to buy this station. All of them were involved in running it, and it was a powerful group. The station played jazz, R&B, and soul music and reportedly reached 70,000 African Americans in Omaha. It was a powerful play. Uh, showing its ties with real-time community leaders, too. Uh, Charles Washington was integral to running the whole thing. His role in the community was undeniable by that point, and his influence in the station was obvious. 
So the first black radio station in Omaha featured, uh, quote, soul brother disc jockeys, Harold Dennis, Richard Bryant, Irvin McSwain, and Buddy King from the outset. Uh, they they were bought with support from the United Methodist Community Center. Uh, it was called Wesley House, and Rodney Weed was the leader of that organization. He got money from the Ford Foundation, which underwrote the station for several years, and the ownership team kept chipping in money to keep it afloat. So they had strong investors and important early backing, and it seemed well-possession for success. However, uh, even though it looked like a business, the radio station actually ran mostly like a community service. It had all kinds of different fun stuff going on and interesting people. They tried really hard. The first station manager was brought into Omaha from South Carolina. His name was Robert Nichols. And a Minnesota record producer named Jack Harris came down to the city from Minneapolis to join in in 1970. So it, it was a really, really interesting attempt to run this soul station, really have that heart of um, what was going on? You know, Jack Harris, he ran a label in Minneapolis called Black and Proud Records, and it was his leadership that actually was a boon to KOWH. You know, few people of color worked anywhere inside of Omaha's mainstream media, and Jack was able to attract black people to come work for the radio station to really prove its commitment to being a sole station. Uh, the first broadcast of the station was in 1970, and it was a 60-minute remote show that was live from a record store called the Psychedelic Shack at 24th and Ames. There was a big traffic jam, and they closed the streets, and all kinds of cool things happened with that. Other on-air personalities at KOWH in the 70s included Don Davis, Irvin McSwain, like I'd mentioned, Buddy King, Herman Pearson, Ed Mims. Now, the, there was a DJ called The Magnificent One. And then, also to note, one of the most important North Omahans of all times, Kathy Hughes, she began her career at KOWH. She was an intern there. And after she became tired of the misogyny and all of the different sexism that was inherent at the station, she left and founded her own company that was called, that eventually became what we know today as Radio One. And she is one of the world's most powerful leaders in the media industry today, Kathy Hughes. The station played all kinds of music. It was really, really powerful. It had soul music. It had gospel music. It had rock music. It had pop music. It had everything going for it, especially jazz and blues. Uh, the jazz was programmed under the leadership of a guy named German Womack, who was a program manager. And they did all kinds of things. But, you know, most importantly, perhaps they uh, KOWH sponsored community events, including the very first ever Stone Soul picnic that was held at Carter Lake in 1971. It was organized by the North Side YMCA and by the Wesley House. But really, KOWH was the energy and the spirit behind the party. And the Stone Soul picnic went on for a couple more decades and became really, really important to the community. The radio station trudged on, but by 1979... Uh, they couldn't keep it open anymore. Try as they may, the leaders of the station had to sell it immediately. And without any notice to the staff, they sold out to a country station. KOWH immediately changed its personality and the jobs were gone. But in the nine years that KOWH ran, it was vital for North Omaha. The community's fabric was torn up from white flight from the 50s through the 60s. And it was a sad time. The community leaders, they just weren't strong enough to keep it, to keep the community tied together. 
KOWH was essential because it served as a community lifeline for North Omaha. It tied together desperate folks, and it really made for a tight community for a while. Today, there's no memorial plaque, Steve. There's no tour or event to commemorate the life of Omaha's first black radio station. But the spirit lives on in other black-led media that's still happening throughout the city. And I'd encourage everybody to check that out, as well as my article on NorthOmahaHistory.com. Take a look at uh, KOWH and the history of KOWH in North Omaha. You'll find a lot more. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian, Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.